0: Hi friends, C-note here and uh, I help INTPs connect with themselves and the universe. My name is Christian Rivera. I'm a digital producer and personality typologist. Uh, so I focus on INTPs and helping them sort of transcend their ego a bit and connect with themselves and their sense of joy and today I wanted to help you understand really whether or not you're actually an INTP because INTPs tend to mistype, or people tend to mistype as INTPs I should say, and it can get really tricky because INTPs get confused with INTJs sometimes, or INFJs sometimes, or other um, TI types, or even an ENTP for example. A lot of people think that I am an ENTP because I have a little bit of charisma, I have some pretty comfortable with my extroverted intuition, I can be pretty joyful and fun and just like comfortable, and I'm a bit media trained. So I'm kind of media trained, I'm a little bit extroverted trained, I'm a little bit ridiculous improv trained, (laughs) so I've got that extroverted side of me. And one of the trickiest things about trying to figure out an INTP is that we get kind of overly attached to the introvert Uh, side of it. So there are some INTPs like me that identify with their extroverted intuition. So it's really about looking for the low-hanging fruit of who they are and really trying to figure out two things. How they behave when they're extroverted and how they behave when they're introverted, right? So when I'm out in public, I'm most likely going to be bringing my extroverted intuition to the table because that is how I tend to Experience life or, or prefer to experience life when I'm out in the world, right? If I try to bring my introverted attitude where I'm quiet and meek and I don't want to talk to anyone and everyone's angry or I'm angry at everyone, <laughs> um, it's, I'm more likely to be upset and not enjoy being in an extroverted space. So I have experienced over time that it's just a lot easier, better, more enjoyable for me to be in an extroverted Uh, mode when I'm in an extroverted space, right? That just that makes total sense. I keep going out of focus. Come on. (laughs) Um, So That's one of the ways that you can identify whether or not you're an INTP is looking for that extroverted intuition now It could be confusing because well could that mean you're an ENTP? Well, you gotta cross-reference that with even the fact that I would use the term cross-reference probably tells you that I'm an INTP, or at least an NTP, right? (laughs) But uh, even identifying that you're an NTP is a pretty good start because sometimes it's very easy to get confused. Oh, I got the servo autofocus off, that's why. Okay, there we go, now I'm back. (laughs) Um, Now it's good to even start to identify whether or not you're actually an NTP because that's a a good start, right? So start with learning, About the parts that you know for sure that you are, you know? So learn about the dichotomies. A lot of people try to go too heavily into the cognitive functions too fast and kind of make it convoluted. And the fact that you're making it convoluted could be an indicator that you are an INTP. INTPs that do a lot of profiling tend to go a little bit too complicated, a little more complicated than they need to be. So if you're trying to do profiling session, a lot of the times you want to look for low hanging fruit. You want to look for whether someone is an extrovert or an introvert. You want to look for whether someone is an intuitive or a sensor. You want to look for whether or not they're a thinker or a feeler. You want to look for whether or not they're a judger or a perceiver. Don't worry about the cognitive functions. Literally start with the four letters and see if that starts starts there, right? And those behaviors. So introvert or extrovert. When literally asking yourself How do you get your energy and what is your sense of reality, right? Are you someone that, do you spend, do you, would you prefer to spend all day outside with people, around people, extroverted, experiencing things, you know, is it really hard for you to spend time by yourself or vice versa? Do you prefer to spend a lot of time by yourself? Start there. You know, if you're an introvert, you're going to feel that natural pull to spend time by yourself all the time. And I think that's what trips people up is introvert and extrovert seems to imply that you have to be just one or just the other, right? And that's not even remotely the case. We are all introverted and we are all extroverted, but we have a preference, right? So for me, I even feel the pull after about a day and a half, two days, if I'm by myself, I need to get out into the world. I need to do something different. I need to experience something. And that's part of me being a trained extroverted intuitive, but I do that for maybe an hour, maybe two hours, and then I'm charged, I'm good. I can go home and spend time by myself for a while, right? The opposite would be true for an extroverted intuitive. They would prefer to spend a lot of their time with someone or a lot of their time out in the world trying to experience and explore new things, often being very distracted, <laughs> you know? So. Think about those two obvious things. Again, look for the low-hanging fruit, introvert or extrovert. Don't think about the functions just yet. Secondly, intuitive or sensor. Now, intuitive and sensor is going to be a lot more difficult. That is one of those dichotomies that is a little more challenging to figure out, right? Intuition is more, more about pattern recognition and whether or not you can kind of bounce around in conversation, whether or not you can, uh, you can be kind of optimistic and playful and speculative, right? Speculation is probably the marker of the difference between intuition and, spe- and, and sensing. So if you think you might be an ISTP instead of an INTP, think about whether or not you are comfortable with speculation in the moment. If you are outside and experiencing things, and someone's trying to speculate whether or not something's about to happen, you know, are you more attuned to say like, no, that's, no, that's, what are you talking about? Right? If you get kind of confused by that. Or if it's hard to follow me talking, because I kind of bounce around a lot. (laughs) If you can follow me talking without a problem, then you're probably an intuitive. And I tend to connect with intuitives a little bit easier, because I don't have to think about speaking in a linear progression. A lot of sensors tend to want to prefer speaking in a linear progression in a way that's just kind of easier to understand, right? It's simplistic in its beauty. And that's not to say that intuitives are better than sensors. It's just a different mode of experiencing and learning, right? So those are two of the sort of low-hanging fruit, easy ways to differentiate between intuitive and sensor. My focus is all over the place. Yeesh. (laughs) <laughs> the next is thinker and feeler. Now thinker, is, thinker and feeler is, I think one of the easiest way to differentiate the two, and I, there's a lot of material out there that can help you understand the differences. But I think one of the easiest way to learn the differences is to think, I mean, first of all, if you're if you're thinking that you're an INTP, you're probably a thinker. Like I don't think feelers confuse themselves as thinker. Maybe an INFP male might think they're an INTP because of the uh, sort of, Stereotype of males being more thinker types and more that masculinity is a thinker thing So that could be a little bit confusing But essentially if you think about it in most terms if you're already kind of looking if you're an INTP You're most likely going to be a thinker even if you're an INTJ by accident or an ENTP or an INFJ That might be the other all the closest alternative is an INFJ Um, you know, but most likely you're gonna be some sort of thinker. So the easiest way to tell the difference between whether or not you're a thinker or a feeler is how you emote when you get excited about something. Now we get excited, or rather how you, what information you take seriously should I say, right? If you take more narrative focused language and more I guess if you appreciate more adjectives it's probably a better way to look if whether or not you appreciate feeler language you know for lack of a better word feeler language is a little bit more flowery and filled out and there's a little bit more passion into it you know there's I mean my voice is super flat even if I'm excited it's just louder and flatter (laughs) you know so that's just one of the things you can think about is, is is does your voice kind of stay like this even if you're excited, does it go like this, <laughs> you know? But feeler language is going to be a little bit more fluid. It's a little bit more like, you're super important and you are incredible. And there's just like this, you know, this this kind of cadence to it. It's a little bit more flowy, right? So that's one of the easiest ways that I think that helps to differentiate between a thinker and a feeler. And now, judge or perceiver is another Difference that can be a little bit challenging, also, because there's there are some cliches around judgers and perceivers, right? A lot of perceivers think of judgers as jerks, and a lot of judgers think of perceivers as super lazy and, and useless, you know? But the truth is that judger and perceiver is the difference between how you organize your life and how you show up to the world, right? So a judger is is the sort of the through line into the cognitive functions. So the judger is going to be using your judging function, your thinker or feeler, judging not to be confused with judgmental, using judger is going to be a way of differentiating whether or not you use that that thinking or feeling function that you have as your extroverted function. Again, judging shows how you show up to the world. So you show up to the world as a judger. You extrovert your judging. Even if you're an introvert, you will extrovert your judging function. So that means you're going to be relying on external systems in the external world. And judgers are going to be basically being more organized on the outside so that they can be more freeform on the inside, right? And the opposite is true for perceivers. Perceivers are extroverting their intuitive function or their sensing function, their learning style, right? So they're gonna be intuiting or sensing and extrovertedly out in the world. So they would prefer, perceivers prefer, to be more freeform in the outside world and more organized in their head. So I should say that the other way around, that they are more organized in their head so that they can be more freeform in the outside world. So the opposite is true for judgers. Now, that could be a red herring. If you are very messy in your internal space, like at home, where nobody's going to see it, then that doesn't mean you're a perceiver. But if people are gonna be coming over and you're kind of in a panic about whether or not everything is clean, you're more likely to go towards the judger side. But again, that is also kind of a red herring because I'm a perceiver and I care about my house being clean. If people are gonna come over, I'm going to care about making sure it's kind of cleaned up but it's not going to bother me or stress me out if there are some dishes in the in the sink when someone comes over but a judger might be bothered by that because they're going to be if they're an extroverted feeler in particular they're going to be concerned with the perspective and perhaps the opinion of the person that comes into their home and judges their external space right so but the easiest way kind of went into a rabbit hole there but the easiest way is going to be in deciding or determining whether or not you prefer to be organized in your mind and free form to, to be free form in the outside world or if you are super organized in the outside world so you can be free form in your mind now it's really hard to discern sometimes because we might think we're being relaxed in our mind when we're really being organized as an intp I can gather and contain a lot of information in my mind and that is because I'm really organized and linearly structured in my mind. I literally think of my brain as like a crane system where like I pick up information and I'm like, all right, so this goes here and this goes here and this goes here and I can recall and organize everything in my mind uh, pretty pretty easily. You know, INTPs are gonna be really good at using search engines as opposed to file structures. Uh, we could do both but I think, uh, I think a TE user, for example, is going to be more likely to use an external file system, whereas we're going to rely pretty heavily on our internal file system, right? So kind of think of that. Of that. If you have an internal file system as an INTP, especially as a TI user that's very organized in in terms of data, then that could be a way of helping you to understand, uh, a better way to understand the... the whether or not you're an INTP, right? So that was kind of a quick breakdown of going through the cognitive functions and the dichotomies or rather the the dichotomies of the four letter code to kind of help you understand and look for the low-hanging fruit. Now at this point, you still might have one or two or three types that you might be. Maybe you're unclear, but I think that's, I mean, I think those things provide enough clarity for you to understand uh, whether or not you've got a couple of letters correct or not but honestly it's about being honest with yourself. And if you're not honest, being honest with your situation or scrutinizing and uh, analyzing your life correctly, then yes, you're gonna have some challenges figuring out your type. So that's when, yeah, you can go into the cognitive functions which our next few videos are going to be talking about is going into each cognitive function that an INTP uses to kind of help all of us understand what it is in its full glory a little bit more. um, Whether or not you're trying to figure out yourself as an INTP or just kind of learn a little bit more about what our superpowers are. Because I think one of the things we don't realize is that other types who do not have TI in their cognitive stack are not going to experience it. So they don't know what it feels like to use introverted thinking. So it's really interesting to think about that because we have a very unique superpower that other people will never be able to access. Never, ever, ever. It's interesting, right? So we're going to go into all of that stuff. So starting with the next video, we're going to go into what is introverted thinking, then extroverted intuition, extra introverted sensing, and then extroverted feeling. And these are just all descriptive videos, maybe with a little bit of, there's always something that goes by super loud. (laughs) Maybe uh, with a, a little bit of advice, but for the most part, they're just gonna be basically information videos just talking about what these cognitive functions are. So if you're just learning about myers-briggs and you want to learn more through i have an audio course which is a free audio course that talks more about the dichotomy is more about uh, a little bit of advice using myers-briggs as a tool and talking about uh more general functions and and what the what the myers-briggs code is and and how to learn the differences and how it shows up in society so if you go down there there in the link there's a bit.ly slash dope intro to type and that is an email series, so you sign up for the email, and you'll get a series of audio, uh, an audio course in your inbox every week for the next 10 weeks, 10 sessions, and um, that's a great free introduction to type. If you like the way that I talk, the way that I speak, the way that I teach, then it's great for you. If you don't, fine there's plenty other people that are teaching type it's okay i won't be heartbroken i promise you don't have to leave a mean comment you can just go somewhere else (laughs) that's totally fine and um if you want to learn more from me about how to be an intp and develop yourself as an intp go to bit.ly slash cosmic intp all lowercase and you can check out my cosmic calibration program which is a 15 segment audio program that is 15 segments of me sort of giving advice to intps about Cosmic connections and growth and accessing joy and emotions and introverted sensing to like propel yourself and get going a little bit and utilizing that function of introverted thinking to your advantage and um, you'll have access to me throughout the entirety of the course so that we can talk about your specific context and kind of help you grow through the Cosmic Calibration Coaching Program. So hit the link down there, bit.ly slash cosmicintp, all lowercase. So that's it, been it for me, C-Note. You can check out the podcast at dopamine.life at d-o-p-e-a-m-i-n-e.life. And uh, I've been C-Note, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See you guys.